My name is J.D. Mangrum, and I have the privilege of being the pastor at Christ Church Charlestown. I just want to thank you, first of all, for spending part of your weekend here worshiping with us and sharing in God's Word, reflecting on it, and sort of being the church together. What's your favorite Disney movie of all time? We talk about that in our house a lot. Natalie's favorite as a kid was probably Cinderella, and then there were some of the early 90s ones that she really loved, including The Little Mermaid. I was more of a Lion King guy myself, and then I go back, uh, way back into the Wayback Machine. I love uh, Peter Pan, and I loved Robin Hood from back in the day. What's your favorite? You got a favorite one? Do you know that uh, uh, Walt Disney, when he was, before he invented the mouse, Mickey Mouse, and all these great movies and became responsible for all of them, uh, as a young man, he was actually fired from a newspaper where he was a cartoonist and illustrator because they said he wasn't creative enough to ever amount to anything. Pretty incredible that that was the story of Walt Disney, and yet he persevered and was resilient and uh, became the, the inventor of Mickey Mouse and all of these iconic characters and just rose to the occasion over and over and over. And I love his biography even of how he responded to cultural changes at the time of the Second World War. I love those moments where we see people come to a moment and then rise to the greatest thing that they can possibly become. Coach Wooden, John Wooden, who was the men's coach at UCLA from 1948 to the mid-1970s, he called that competitive greatness. His teams in a 12-year span won 10 national titles. He was truly great. He used what he called his pyramid of success to build character and teamwork into the young men that he coached. And most of the men he coached would say he was a great teacher and a great friend and a great mentor. The apex, the pinnacle of the pyramid of success was the idea of competitive greatness. And Coach Wooden defined competitive greatness this way. He said, competitive greatness is being at your best when your best is needed. It's the enjoyment of a difficult challenge. And man, we find ourselves for sure in a moment where it feels like we are having to rise to a hundred different challenges. It's like life right now is totally different than it was even a week ago. And that's true for everybody in our church. That's different for our kids in our church who are adjusting to being at home more. And for those kids in our church who may be watching this, you guys are being so brave and so flexible. And I'm so proud to be your pastor. I know your moms and dads are proud to be your parents. You guys are killing it. I know it's difficult for teenagers who are used to their social interactions and seeing things change. Keep keep staying the course and stay connected uh, however you can to your friends and your peer circle and praying for you as your pastor. I know it's difficult for adults who've seen their job descriptions maybe not change, but the way they carry out those jobs have totally changed. And we are called at this moment to be our best because our best is totally what's needed. And so I think about a verse of scripture that I want to share with you today. Uh, it's Philippians 4.13. Paul's writing it to the church at Philippi. He's actually in jail as he's writing it. And he says in that verse, which a lot of us know, we've seen it at football games and sporting events on posters and even on the eye black. Philippians 4.13, Paul writes, Now I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength or who strengthens me. Uh, so I want to share just word by word, what that verse is saying. One, Paul is saying, I can. And I would encourage you that you can, that Paul's not just some super spiritual guy and the ability to be able to do what God calls us to do and be who God calls us to be is just for the super spiritual saints and people with little halos around their head. Listen, you can, you can, you're enough. God has planned to do great things in, with, for, and through you.
The next thing he says, I can do all things. Not only can you, there's nothing you're going to face that you can't do in Christ. There's no challenge that God's going to allow into your path that you can't get through and be more than a conqueror in the midst of. You can do all things. We can do all things. Now, here's the gospel. Here's the key. We can do all things through Christ. At the end of all this sort of cultural upheaval that we're going through, I pray that we don't end up saying, oh, we got real, we got through it because we were so smart. We had so much money or we had such great health care. We were so tough. I pray that at the end of this and at the end of every circumstance, we understand that we can do all things through Christ. For the Christian, the Spirit of God lives in us and he enables us to be and do all that God would call us to be and do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul's not saying he makes himself stronger or circumstance make him stronger or being in prison has made him stronger. He's saying that Christ has made him stronger and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, believer. We can be encouraged by that. In Christ, we can do all things. See, God doesn't call the equipped. God doesn't call the qualified. He doesn't call those who are so strong and tough. You know what happens? God equips the call. Those he's called, he then equips. Those he's called, he then strengthens. Those he's called, he enabled, enables. And so God has called us into this moment, into all the moments. And whenever we get to these moments or every moment, what competitive greatness does and what the gospel calls us to is to be our best when the best is needed. That we would give everything that we could possibly give all the time. It's not that we give just in the powerful moments. I don't mean money. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about ourselves, giving of ourselves. We don't give just in the in the magical moments, the tough moments, the pressure moments when everything's needed. No, we give at all times and we're not selective about who we give to. We give to everyone. Part of being able to do all things through Christ is understanding that God loves all people. And so we're called not to say, oh, I like or I love or I know these people, so I do for them. But I hate or dislike or just think these people are crazy. I don't do for them or I don't even know these people in the middle. No, part of competitive greatness and being who God's called us to be and doing all things through Christ is we love everyone and we give to everyone and we give our best when our uh, best is needed at all times and we give everything. We leave nothing on the court, if you will. We give it all. Everything is demanded. Everything is given to every single one. I love in our community seeing that sort of generosity and different people. We see it all over our country, all over the world right now. But I love Sophia Moon. She's a dear friend of ours who runs SM Art Studio. And every day at 10 right now, for anybody who wants to jump online, she's offering free art classes. What a cool, cool gift, a way to give to everyone in this moment when our best is needed. Truth is, our best is needed every day. Maybe our best is needed in the middle of COVID-19. It may mean that our best is needed just because it's Tuesday or it's whatever moment. Our best is needed on the important spiritual special days and our best is needed on the regular forgettable, won't even remember that kind of days. That's what competitive greatness does. And I'll tell you, the biggest thing I think I see in this is that when we do that, we win regardless of the score. When we give all we have, when we bring our best at all moments and when we give to everyone and don't hold back and become chintzy and selective, then whether we win or lose, we actually win. We actually win regardless of the score. 
And so, you know, I, I think about this right now uh, with our church and with our community uh, and giving away and giving our best. Listen, I don't know how this stuff's going to work out. I don't know when things are going to normalize. I wish as your pastor I could sit down and read the Bible and uh, or pray and just have this magical answer for how things are going to work out. And I, But here's what I do know. I do know that if we give our best and we love with nothing held back, love God, love one another, love our church, uh, love our community, uh, love Charlestown and the, and the people in it in very tangible, real ways, giving our best, giving everything in this moment, uh, giving to everyone who's in need. I know we're going to come out of this winners. And uh, I have the utmost confidence that at the end of this thing, this moment we're in, we're going to see God have done incredible things. Incredible things. We're already seeing it. I'd love to even hear from you. Maybe you text in or message in just things that you already see God doing, places where God's at work. I want to encourage you in that, to see that and celebrate that. There's one last thing that I sort of want to tell you. I want to bring the gospel into this because the gospel is not we try harder and then God loves us. The gospel is that we miss the mark. We don't bring our best. We don't give to everyone. We don't give everything. It's called missing the mark or the biblical word for that is sense. When we don't give it all or we come up short. God knew we would not give it all and we would come up short. So he sent his son, Jesus, who did give it all and never came up short. The Bible actually says in Philippians 2 that he emptied himself of all of his godness and he became a servant and he became so servant-like and obedient that he even died a sacrificial death for you and I on the cross. And so being a Christian doesn't mean we're religious or pray or know Bible verses or go to church. It means we've turned from our sin and we've trusted Jesus and sacrificial death and we've asked his forgiveness and we've given everything to him and that offer is available to everyone see just like everyone like i can do all things through christ who strengthens me uh everyone can receive the gospel that's for everyone regardless of your upbringing or your background now i want to share with you one last thing i love these things uh cuties vitamin c uh, good, good, good at times like this. If I had a cup under here and I squeezed this, let me ask you, what would come out of this? What would come out of this? My initial thought is that orange juice would come out of this, but that's not the truth. Actually, what's going to come out of this is whatever is in this. So if I infused motor oil into this, when I squeezed it, juice, orange juice wouldn't come out, but motor oil would come out. And here's the truth. The Bible says that if we are in Christ, then Christ is in us, not through our merit or goodness, but through his goodness and his death and resurrection. And so when we get squeezed in a moment where competitive greatness uh, is needed, can I tell you what happens? Christ comes out and the goodness and greatness and love and mercy and excellence and beauty of Christ comes out of us. And it doesn't matter the shell doesn't matter if you grew up in church, if you're a good moral person to this point. doesn't matter if you look religious. doesn't matter what the outside looks like. It matters what's on the inside. And so as God is squeezing us as a church and as a culture, may Christ come out. May we be able to do all things through Christ because Christ is in us all. And so I love you. I pray as you're being squeezed today and in all the days because life is not always easy. We live in a broken world and we're a broken people in desperate need of grace. As you are squeezed, I pray Jesus will ooze out and people will see him and find him so beautiful and attractive that they will want to know him. Rising to our best when our best is needed. Enjoying the challenge of the opportunity put before us. Let me pray. Father, I love you. 
I love these people. If any of them have not ever given their life to you, I pray that right there while they watch this video, that they would turn from their sin and they would trust Jesus. I pray that they would ask your forgiveness. I pray that they would thank you for your death on the cross. And I pray that they would surrender their life to you as best they know how. And God, if anybody does that for the first time, the good news of the gospel, regardless of our background, is that we have now been received into your family as the people of God. So God, I pray that even during this time where we're not meeting on Sundays, that we're seeing people come to faith over computer screens. And God, I pray we would get to celebrate those decisions with one another in the days to come. God, I pray that in these moments and in all the moments, we would rise to the occasion when our best is needed and demanded, God, I pray that we would find ourselves giving it, not because we're good, but because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. God, I love you. I love these people. Continue to help us be the church, even as we can't gather as a church. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. I'm going to put a link up here uh, that you'll see. It's a link onto our website to a connection card. Typically on a Sunday, we list, uh, we have a connection card in every seat and we ask people for some information about them. I'm going to ask you, if you will, to go to this link and fill out the information. Uh, down at the bottom, you'll see uh, different boxes. If there's a box you'd like to check, I'd love to hear from you on that. If you have a prayer request or you have a need we can meet, please let us know about that. And, uh, and we look forward to connecting with you in the days ahead. Really, our hope on this, our heart on this, we want to see and know how many people are checking in and worshiping with us. So if you have, if you've, if you've worshiped with us today, if you would fill that out, I certainly would appreciate it. Man, I love you. I love being your pastor. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Thanks for watching today. God bless you guys.